Hello and welcome to Of God and Man, the show that America just can't live without. <laughs> this is your host, Brom French. It is great to be back with you. You know, in the political landscape here, the Republican Party is ramping up for another election cycle, and we are trying to choose the next president or the next Republican nominee for president of the United States and the Democratic Party. They're doing the same thing and uh, they're going as socialist as they possibly can with people like Bernie Sanders. And in my estimation, Hillary Clinton is not much better. And uh, of course, the Republican part of me says, please let it be our now vice president. <laughs> let him be the Democratic nominee. I just can't help it. Um, what a uh, joy that would be. Um, the guy's a buffoon. However, there is something interesting that we have watched. Donald Trump at the moment is where Herman Cain was last election cycle, maybe the one before that. He is riding high in the polls. Recognize Herman Cain did not get the nomination. I am not convinced that Donald Trump will get the nomination. But I am watching and seeing some very interesting things. One of the things I'm seeing is those that are rallying behind him. And please don't think that I would not vote for him. I would vote for him um, if a ham sandwich was running in the Democratic Party. I would vote for Donald Trump. Uh, so this is what I'm getting at. Donald Trump is great at running a business. But a president is not a president to run a business. You cannot manage the nation. We need a president that goes back to the Constitution. He says some amazing things that all of us think, that most of us at least think. We may not agree on every issue. Some issues he's just an absolute buffoon on. <laughs> it, but he does make you laugh. He does bring entertainment into the field. But one of the parts that scares me is the Democrats offered somebody like him just a short six, seven years ago, just like Donald Trump. What do you mean? I mean, he said the power of the pen and a telephone call, he would be able to rule the nation, basically. He'll get things passed by the power of his, of his personality. We are hearing some of those same things by Mr. Trump. Now, again, I there are some things I love that I'm hearing from him. But what good is it if it's just the other side? Now, woohoo, we got it. What do we have? We have nothing more than closer to dictatorship. We need a president that's going to go back to the Constitution. But this brings up a whole nother thing. Jesus said to make sure that if you build a house, that you build it on a rock, on a firm foundation, and not build it on shifting sand. If you've ever been to the coast, and I love going to the coast, especially when I get the chance to go with my family, and take your shoes off and you're there in the sand, and especially when the waves are rushing up and they're covering your feet, and you will feel the sand underneath your feet begin to give way under the weight and the pressure of your body. This is what we are seeing as a nation. 
We are seeing candidates, we are seeing each other give weight under the pressure. We are no longer building on a solid rock, a firm foundation. What is the solid rock? I'm so glad you asked. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. He is the foundation. And anything outside of that, this is one of the things I believe as the Republican Party considers our next nominee, we need to choose somebody that's not going to be offering their presidency on shifting sand. We need a president that's going to offer their presidency on Jesus Christ. And second, and I'll recognize this is not a theocracy. I understand that. But second to that is the Constitution. We need somebody that's going to uphold the Constitution of the United States. Whoever that may be, again, um, I'm thanking God for the one that's exiting, that he's exiting. And as we look forward, we need to be very careful, and we need as a nation to make sure that Jesus Christ is the center and is the rock that we stand on again. And if this is the case, as a nation, we will be okay. Recognizing the church will always be okay. That's one of the things uh, some of us Christians in America have got this whole thing confused because America is declining in our morality, declining in our prosperity, declining in our liberty and our freedom as regulations increase and in slavery of the masses increases. We believe that Christianity is in the decline or that the church is in decline. The church will never be in decline. <laughs> the church will never go under. What? That's right. The church is always going to stand firm. That doesn't mean the nation is. The church and the nation, don't ever get them confused. Thank God for America. But thank God most of all for the church of the living God, for people that love him and want to serve him. I've gone on too long. Let me take a commercial break. You know what? I've gone on too long to even do that. Let me take a break. When I come back, we'll go through the Bible in a trillion years. Hold on just a second. Will someone shut that man up? Never! Never! And we are back. And we're about to go to the Bible in a quadrillion years. We are in Genesis chapter 31. We're going to pick up at verse number 7. And we're going to go down to verse number 10. And uh, maybe just a little bit further. But not much. Here's what the Bible says. Genesis chapter 31 verse number 7. And your father hath deceived me and changed my wages ten times. But God suffered him not to hurt me. If he said thus, the speckled shall be thy wages... Then all the cattle bear speckled. And if he said, Thus the ring straight shall be thy hire, then bear all the cattle ring straight. Thus God hath taken away the cattle of your father and given them to me. And it came to pass at the time that the cattle conceived that I lifted up mine eyes and saw in a dream. And behold, the rams which leaped upon the cattle were ring straight and speckled and grizzled. And the angel of God spake unto me in a dream, saying, Jacob, and I said, Here am I. And he said, Lift up now thine eyes, and see all the rams which leap upon the cattle are ring straight, speckled, and grizzled, for I have seen all that Laban doeth unto thee. 
and I am the God of Bethel, where thou anointest a pillar, and where thou vowest a vow unto me. Now arise, get thee out from this land, and return unto the land of thy kindred. Now, let's go to back up verse number 7. We're going to start. He says, he's speaking to Leah and Rachel, his wives, the daughters of Laban. And he says, your dad has changed my wages 10 times. You've got to remember, this is Jacob. This is a guy that's known for deceit. This is a guy that's known for trickery, for being, uh, <laughs> for being a crook. And now he's being taken. And he's been taken 10 times according to him. But God suffered him not to hurt me. Recognize he used to be like that, but God has changed his name. God is working on him. And the Bible says that God suffered him not to hurt me. He's come against me. He's deceived me. He's lied to me 10 times, but God would not allow him to destroy me. If he said thus, the speckle shall be thy wages, verse number eight, then all the cattle bear speckled. So if he says this, then that's exactly how God gives it. And if he says the ring straight will be my hire, then God made sure that all the Cattle were ring straight. And if he said it was going to be this, then it was exactly as the Lord said. Every time he changed his mind, God would turn around and bless me. If you understand, as long as you live for Jesus, no matter what anybody says or does, they cannot hurt what God has blessed. They can't do it. Balaam could not curse Israel because God blessed them. And even if he were to raise his voice in cursing, God would still find a way to turn around and make it a blessing. Go, let's go to verse number nine. Thus God had taken away the cattle of your father and given them to me. God, your dad's tried to deceive me. He's tried to trick me. He's lied to me. And God has taken away from him and given to me. This is one of the reasons it's important, not for others that we be upright. It's important for ourselves because God will bless others if we're not. That's the crazy thing. God will bless them. You recognize Proverbs said that even the wicked are made for the day of the Lord. <laughs> even the wicked are made for the day of judgment. So even the evil, God was still going to have his way. We might as well just be right. Let's go on verse number 10. And it came past at that time that the cattle conceived, that I lifted up mine eyes and saw in a dream. Behold, the rams which leaped upon the cattle were ring straight and speckled and grizzled. So now I'm seeing everything as the Lord had shown me in the dream. And the angel of God spake unto me in dreams, saying, Jacob. And I said, Here I am. And then he said, Lift up now thine eyes, and I see the rams which leap upon the cattle. They're ring straight, they're speckled, they're grizzled. And I've seen all that Laban hath done unto thee. He has recognized everything that has happened. So one of the important things we can learn from this, we don't read where Jacob went and complained to God about Laban. We don't read that but God saw it nonetheless. We don't have to pray for God's judgment to fall on people. As a matter of fact, I believe it's important that we pray for God's mercy on them, even as they trash us, even as they tear us down, even as uh, they send you mean texts. It's important you still pray for God's mercy and that you love them because God's going to turn it around anyway. And wouldn't it be good if we can Keep the coals on their head. As a matter of fact, in Proverbs, it says that God's judgment may be, God may be merciful to them and pour out judgment on you. It's important we have the right spirit and the right attitude, and we don't come against them. And I don't see anywhere where Jacob come, came against Laban. 
where he tried to just tear him down. So let's continue. Let's go a little bit further. And he lived, and he said, Lift up now thine eyes and see all the rams which leap upon the cow, or ring shake, spottled, grizzled. For I have seen all that Laban hath done unto thee, or doeth unto thee. I've seen it. I have watched. I'm the God of Bethel, where thou anointest a pillar, and where thou vowest a vow unto me. Now arise, get thee out of this land, and return unto the land of thy kindred. I've seen where you are. I recognize it. Now come back to where you first fell in love with me, to where I first spoke to you, where our relationship was birthed. Come back there. It's time. You've been where you are long enough. Now it's time to come closer to me again. If you'll come closer to me, I'll bless you. If you'll come closer to me, I'll give you what you need. Now, if you're going to listen to us the next time, what an amazing thing is going to happen. What his wives tell him is absolutely remarkable. I can't wait to get there. Give me just a little bit more. Come back. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm trying my best to get it all done. Thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you later. Yes,